Hey, my name's Helen and you're listening to the Love Mondays Club podcast. If you're a fellow tutor, trainer or coach, then welcome. You're in the right place. Whether you're looking to start, grow or expand your online services, this podcast is for you. My goal is to help you build your business, earn more money and have more fun in this messy muddle we call entrepreneurship. Every Monday, I'm going to be sharing practical tips to help you accelerate your business. From marketing to mindset to money, we'll cover it all. So if you're ready, let's dive in. Hello and welcome to our first ever hot seat session on Love Mondays Club podcast. So today I'm really excited to introduce you to a lady who I have worked with previously, who's come along to a few of my marketing workshops and we've had lots of chats and contact with each other on social media. So I was so excited when she applied to be on the first hot seat session. I would love to introduce to you Suze, who runs her reading club and she does it for both children and for adults. So so without any further ado, I'm going to hand you over to Suze. And would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. Thanks very much, Helen. Um, and thank you very much for having me as well. I'm a little bit nervous, but I'll, I'll just kind of go for it and see how we get on. <laughs> I only started my business at the end of November 2022. So I'm quite new to tutoring. Full time, I work as a librarian. So this is kind of a brand new venture for me, really. I started Susie's Reading Club because obviously I love reading because of what I do and I work with children day in and day out. I've been a librarian all for about, uh, oh, forever, about oh, 15, 16, 17 years, a long time, uh, an awful long time in different schools. And I love my reading clubs at schools and I thought, why don't I try this out as a kind of sideline alongside my kind of full-time job. So yeah, basically I have a weekly online reading club for children that is predominantly for seven to 11 year olds. And we run that on a half termly basis. We have about five, six weeks. We all read the same book and I plan activities around that, fun activities for the children. Um, so I'm now on my kind of only my second run through now of a reading club. And I've been really lucky. Well, I've worked really hard as well to try and book up my third one, which is now almost fully booked for the next time I also have an adult reading club so we meet once a month read a book sit and have a nice chat about it and that's become a really nice kind of social event as well particularly for mums who used to enjoy reading and are struggling to find time to actually do something for themselves so that's working really nicely and then I do one-to-one reading support as well so I've got about six students at the moment who I'm working with one-to-one and in terms of reading that can be anything so I've got students who are struggling with phonics. I've got students who find kind of inferential comprehension challenging. I've got other students who are working on reading fluency and confidence and enjoyment as well. I've got quite a few students whose parents are really keen that they enjoy reading and what they're doing. So I've got a real mixture and and lots of different students and lots of different challenges so I'm really enjoying getting kind of stuck in with it all at the moment. It sounds like a very sort of diverse mix which is great and do you know I, I love as well that you're also doing the adult reading club because I think like for me personally yeah I've, I've always looked around at things like this because I don't know hate to admit it but I think even being an English teacher you know I spend so much time preaching to the kids about reading and yet like you say life gets in the way and I'm so busy and it's it's really difficult so I think having that like club and accountability is just so nice isn't it to meet up with other like-minded people yeah it is kind of that accountability that's what my kind of readers say to me because they've got a deadline they tend to read it and then it is just a nice relaxing session where 
a lot of people tell me that they enjoy reading, but they, they don't really have friends who read or they've got no one to talk about what they've read. So they just enjoy that opportunity to meet and talk. And we bring our pyjamas and our glass of red wine or our chocolate or whatever we want. And it's a proper social event. And my readers pick the next book as well. So we all nominate titles. So it's kind of, we read a proper kind of diverse range of books. So yeah, that's lovely too. Fantastic. Well, we will definitely pop a link in the show notes as well for this episode for your adult reading club. So everyone can get in contact with you if they're listening to this episode and would like to join. So actually, before we hit record on this episode, we were chatting and I'm correct in thinking, aren't I, that this reading club isn't your first entrepreneurial Uh, sort of venture you've had other things before yeah yeah I I used to be a cake maker so I ran a cake making business um my second name is heaven so it was heaven's home baked cakes was my um, cake making business I had to get heaven in there somewhere because it's so different in terms of today's kind of session that we're having together what would you say I mean your business you know you started it like you say in November and it's kind of exploded since then like you said hasn't it it's really taken off and you've got loads of clients at the moment so a few months sort of down the line now, what are you finding most challenging at the moment in terms of growing your online business? Time is the biggest thing. So kind of I'm trying to get myself into good routines of what I do so and not overthink things too much as well, which I'm really good at, at being very self-critical of myself. So I'm trying to stop doing that in terms of, for instance, when I have a one-to-one now, I give feedback almost straight away to the parent and the child, not online, but by messages. And then consider, you know, we agree what we're working on next session. And I do all that almost straight away. Whereas I used to kind of make that whole separate task, which was more time. And then I plan my week out. So on a Sunday, I think, right, which one-to-ones have I got this week? Um, how much reading do I need to do? Which sessions shall I plan on which night? My um, children's reading club, because I do six weeks at a time. I plan that in the school holiday before I run the club. So all the sessions and all the lesson plans and all the resources are there in place. So every week I just print them off and I'm ready to go. So I'm trying to get myself into good routines to save myself time really as much as I can and I remember and I remember you saying like when we previously spoke about this like for you and I think lots of people can maybe relate to this as well when they're first starting their own business like you you do feel very limited with your time don't you because you're kind of in that position where you've still got your daytime job and you've got your afternoon one as well so finding that balance is yeah it, it can be challenging can't it sort of getting into those new routines yeah it is finding routines and like advertising and I know which Facebook groups I want to advertise in now so I do that every day as a kind of right. Well, every evening I sit down for five, ten minutes and do this. And, and you know, I've always got a notepad next to me where I write every single idea that comes into my head because otherwise I just forget it. And, you know, you know, again, I think so many people can relate to that. Like it's, it's one of these things, isn't it? When it's your job, it's your passion, like you can so easily get lost in what you're doing. And yeah, I mean, this this is a big thing, I think, you know, in terms of like when we talk about pricing and things like this, like I always say to people, like you're not selling that hour of your time, you're selling a whole service. You know, you've got your prep that goes into it. Like you say, sometimes at the end, you're doing feedback, you're follow-up emails so you know potentially as well for some people listening i know they do face-to-face services so when you actually package that all together and work out how many hours that is all of a sudden you, you know the hourly rate you're charging drops down quite dramatically so it's definitely something important to consider and, and i think like you say setting um time limits and things like that are a really great way to kind of keep you keep those boundaries in place so you're not yeah still there at 11 o'clock at night doing stuff <laughs> completely and I've, I've kind of learned that 
And I guess I was like this with my last business, but I'm even more so with this one. If I've got 10 minutes, there's something quite often I could do in 10 minutes. So I sometimes look down and think, right, I've literally only got 10 minutes, but in that time I can advertise on all my Facebook groups. I could schedule three posts for during the day when I'm at work. I could still do quite a lot. Whereas I think in the past I might have thought, oh, there's not enough time. I'll just leave it for now. Whereas quite often I can do that. I do a lot more scheduling of posts as well than I ever used to to try and keep my facebook presence there as well in terms of sort of our, our hot seat session today what what is the the challenge that you're facing that you would like us to tackle or to talk about i think because i'm quite new as in literally three months old with my business i think what i'd really in an ideal world kind of like to work towards is to have a kind of supportive community around me so that i've got regular not customers but you know parents commenting on posts people sharing stuff I don't know when I first started off I think it was quite a novelty so I had quite a lot of personal friends commenting on things that's dropped off because I'm not a novelty anymore (laughs) three months in so I'm not a novelty so sometimes I feel like I'm posting stuff and I do at the moment I only use Facebook I've just not got to the point where I feel that I can spend enough time I wouldn't want to start on another platform and not do it properly so I want to wait and maybe till my next holidays when I've got time to do that I've got people who follow me but they're just kind of in the background I want to kind of get to a point where I'm getting more visibility maybe on social media I'm not sure that there's that much there at the moment. I think a couple of questions around this, and this is something I, you know, work a lot with, with with people sort of in my programs. And we talk about community and like, it's such, as you say, it's such an important thing for sort of like building that awareness and visibility. One thing I always say, though, when it comes to like communities and building communities online and your visibility, it's about sort of challenging, like, what is the main purpose of this like what is the end result is it awareness is it sales is it all of the above what would you say for that for yourself I would say it's awareness but sales as well I've got a friend Katie give her a quick plug (laughs) (laughs) she hasn't been on the podcast before (laughs) been on the podcast before so we're kind of genuine friends so we genuinely share each other because we want each other to do well. And that makes a massive difference. For example, at the weekend, she shared, I think my reading post, I had three inquiries straight away. So I knew they came from her because <laughs> she popped it on and then I got an inquiry. And I think, wow, that's amazing. And that's really good of her. But just think if I had 10 contacts who were doing that, I'd have had, I can't do the maths, but I'd have had 30 inquiries, wouldn't I, straight away. And I know that I haven't got that community around me and I know what an effect it could potentially have and also people doing things like which I know that I've talked to you about before Helen reviews and stuff I don't know I get very few even though I ask and say please please will you do this and and people send me positive comments and I end up kind of just posting their positive comments instead of having reviews and I just feel that there's a lot more that I could do in terms of having kind of quality social media. Okay so yeah I mean do you know what the sort of community and, and reviews we could go off on sort of two different sidetracks of those but they, they will we'll come back to them both because I think they tie in with each other so I think one thing that I would definitely recommend that I think works really well for people is I always say that like your Facebook page is kind of like your shop front window so that's where like people come they see what you, you're offering you know they see like the reviews and things like that that you're sharing and I think it's, it's, it's important like when you're screenshotting these nice comments and things that is social proof that is absolutely fine for a review I mean don't get me wrong from a kind of searchability point of view and like algorithms and these sorts of things if we can get reviews on the page that is ideal sometimes as well we can look at you know how can we incentivize people to do things like that you know sometimes you just have to 
politely nag people (laughs) because it's one of these things isn't it like we how often do we all say yes yes i'll leave a review i had a really good experience but it's so easy for people to forget about it like like we were just saying like you know we've all got such busy lives there's so much stuff going on and you know yourself you know for example you recently came to one of my my workshops and i know i definitely chased everybody and sent them a little message saying you know could you go leave me a review? And most of the time people respond by saying, of course, I'm so sorry, I forgot. You know, they're almost grateful. Thank you for reminding me. I'll go do it now. That's one thing for for getting the reviews. But ultimately, I always treat Facebook pages as a bit of a shop front, but not necessarily somewhere for kind of creating that community. And I think that Facebook is very much, especially over the past year or two, maybe even slightly longer, is really geared up now towards Facebook groups. So I don't know about you, but I find with Facebook with my newsfeed and things like that, that actually a lot of the content that gets shown now is coming from Facebook groups, not necessarily from people's pages. Like pages just maybe don't get as much reach as what they, they would have once done. So have you considered starting like a Facebook community group, like a closed community group? I think I don't really, if I'm honest, I don't really understand how that's different to my page and how I would then manage whether that would be two different things that I'd need to manage and I think oh gosh have I got the time to do two different things and how would that work no it's okay no worries so the thing is with with a Facebook community group I mean ultimately the way it's structured is that it's like a closed group you yourself are the admin and you run it and you invite people to come along and join it and then the idea is that sort of over time the group will build Facebook will recognize oh people are interested in this and it'll start kind of you know nudging it in other people's direction So I will be honest, and I say this to a lot of my clients, like Facebook groups, they do require an investment of time and effort when you first get started with them. And like a lot of social media, you might kind of hear crickets to start with. But like everything with social media, the more you show up for people, ultimately, the more they're going to show up for you. But I think the great thing about groups compared to pages is that ultimately it's a closed community so one you as yourself as the admin get to pick and choose who comes and goes in there which can be really nice but also as well i think for a lot of users and people they feel a lot more comfortable inside a group because they know that it's a closed community and what you'll probably find is that those people you know i (laughs) call them kind of lurkers in the background you know who are sort of like you say they're following you you kind of know they're there but they're not quite interacting within the these closed groups and settings we can actually do a lot more variety of different posts and things that can start to gradually get people interacting with our content and i think as well like the thing with groups is that you can be like that's the thing it 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 is a community so it doesn't necessarily have to be like a big sales page it's not in and in fact if you treat your group like your page it won't work because if we're just sort of posting like adverts and come buy my thing, come sign up to this, people switch off from that quite quickly. So it's all about a bit of a balancing act between creating that kind of like really personable side of things where, you know, again, you can do lives, you can like show stuff about yourself behind the scenes. But there's also got to be the balance as well. There has to be sales in there because I think what a lot of people do is they really focus on building up a community and it's really lovely, really friendly. But your audience can then start to get used to only getting free stuff from you or free resources or just free help and support. So then when you do a bit later down the road, come in and potentially try to sell something, they're like, oh, hang on, hang on. This is not what we signed up for. (laughs) We've never, you know, we've never had this before. Um, So it's, it's it's an interesting balancing act, but one that like on a personal level and also from my client's point of view, I would say that it does 
pay dividends in the long run and, and is worth the effort. Because I also think that maybe with my page, getting that balance between being salesy on my page and kind of doing more informal things. Like I did a really random post a while ago about books that you'd read when you were a child and got like the best response to that, that than anything else. <laughs> And it's kind of learning that a little bit, I guess, for me is to let go a little bit and, and to put random stuff on there to get engagement as well as, and not to just be all kind of salesy all the time. Because that's the thing. If people keep seeing the same thing over and over again, they kind of will switch off. And I think it's it takes time, right? You know, like I don't think many people go into social media and just start sharing their life story straight away because why would you want to? <laughs> Like, you know, there's got to be lines and limits. And like, I always say to people as well, like when you're first getting started, don't don't feel pressure. Don't feel pressure to like, I don't know, show photos of your family if you're not comfortable with that or like show other like personal hobbies that you might have that are just, you know, for you. Something I get my clients to do is I get them to sit down, piece of paper, literally write the word me in the middle of it and then just write everything around it. Like everything that makes you you, like your story, your background, what got you to where you are now. And then looking at that kind of list there, cherry pick five different things that you you know find that are relevant to your business now that you're happy to share and these can gradually over time they this is a bit, a bit about sort of branding and messaging as well here but this starts to kind of become like your core story your brand who you are and then as you get used to sharing these stories sort of over and over again you'll find yourself feeling more confident and more comfortable ultimately to maybe start branching out a little bit more and and like you said the more personal it is the more response you get from people on social media. I think, like you say, I think it's the building it up thing, isn't it? It's kind of building it up gradually. And I don't really, I don't feel that I've started at that yet. And I also think that because it's kind of a very, isn't it, it is a personal thing. You're, you're tutoring their child. It is personal. And I think I need to kind of show a little bit more of myself for them to understand who I am and and where I come from and I don't think even though I've got students working with me and my thankfully my reading club is doing well at the moment I don't know how much they know about me as a person you know that is ultimately I think your biggest selling point as well because I think especially you know we are I have sort of different people from different backgrounds on the podcast, but tutoring is like a big sort of theme of what I do in helping people and you know we always say that the truth is like there are lots of reading clubs out there. Like in my situation, there are lots of English tutors out there and it's, and we're teaching very similar things. We're talking about very similar things, very similar books, all these sorts of things, you know. So really it's us and ourselves is is that unique selling point that people are going to be attracted to in the end. I sometimes come across that people don't really understand what you do. So I kind of know what I do, but communicating that across to a parent or prospective customer can be, you know, I've had people say, well, do you just sit, just sit and read with them in a session? Is that how it works? Or do you do activities or... Do you do a different book each week? And sometimes I struggle with getting it across exactly what I do and how it would help them, how I can communicate that in words that they understand, not in a patronising way, just in a kind of everyday this is how it works. Sometimes I struggle with that a little bit. So this this is also where I think having a Facebook group can be really helpful and beneficial for you. So I always recommend setting it up with like questions, asking people um, sort of, you know, why they want to join the group, finding out a bit more about them. And one of the questions should always be something along the lines of like, for example, in your situation, it would be, you know, what, what does your child find most challenging about reading? Or like, what would you like to get from this group? What would you like to learn about reading? And then that right there, 
that's their language like that's them sort of expressing what they find challenging with it so then when it comes to you doing your marketing and you're talking about like customers pain points we want to literally almost copy and paste those words because that's kind of coming from our from our ideal client and another great thing as well about running a group and a community group is that you know you can do little showcasing exercises you can do sort of different things like that where maybe like once a month you could do like a live reading session or something like that just to kind of demonstrate to people this is what it's all about and then this is where this kind of like customer journey comes in so you have your your facebook page which is going to be directing people to the group as well and on a bigger level you know if you want to kind of really increase your marketing and and do things like email marketing and things like that which like i'm a big fan of and talk a lot about on the podcast and i know i've talked about it in our marketing sessions we've had together as well like facebook groups is a really great way of collecting people's email addresses as well it's this whole thing about trying to sort of build up just your own little corner of the internet, like your own little pocket, getting people into your ecosystem. Because like, you know, our news feeds, they're so busy and cluttered, aren't they? And, you know, we, we have an attention span of about three seconds, don't we, before we're scrolling onto the next thing. So the, the more we can kind of get in front of people in kind of different ways, the more they're going to remember us. And kind of then, like you say, the ultimate goal of what we talked about at the beginning, getting them to engage in your content, getting to know you more, building that know, like, and trust factor and and ultimately making it so much easier for you to sell to them and, and get them to sign up for things. Definitely, because at the moment I, I feel like I'm quite lucky in some ways in the sense that a lot of my students who did my first reading club have signed up for my second one and have now signed up for my third one, which is fantastic and I'm really, really pleased about that. But I'm also conscious that there's going to be a limit to how many clubs they're going to do. So I need to be constantly bringing new people in as well. It almost needs to be a 50-50 mix of existing customers, but also bringing new people in as well. And as we say, you know, as you build a community, like sales will become a lot more effortless like there's still the sales techniques that sits behind it and like i say sort of said at the beginning the caveat to this like you've got to you've got to be careful there's a balance between still making sure that people who join your community group know that this is not a free resources hub you know like they are going to get sold to at times and don't get me wrong you will always experience this in groups when you go through a little sales period people might leave the group they might not want to see that content but say la vie you know they if, if they're leaving in that situation they were probably not going to buy in the first place and therefore they're not actually our ideal customers but that's a great thing as well with the groups is that like you can see who's joining you can like on facebook as an example you can use that at everybody feature which i know is a bit controversial and there might be people listening to this podcast who are like rolling their eyes saying why is she promoting this (laughs) but i but again it's like all these features if you use them cleverly and respectfully your audience will be okay with you doing it and you give them that pre-warning as well yeah (laughs) you know if you're on facebook people say nobody uses it on instagram you go to instagram everyone's like instagram's dead you got to go to tiktok or heaven knows what they're saying on tiktok But no, but it's this is the thing, right, though, like different groups of people use different platforms of social media. So if your ideal clients are on Facebook and they're working for you at the moment, my honest advice would be don't overcomplicate things. Don't feel like you have to spread yourself thinly across loads of different platforms, because then actually, like we say, the word thinly, you're only doing a little bit here and there. Like if Facebook's been working for you, if that's where your audience are at the moment, 
I would say go all in with that, build up this community that we're sort of talking about, you know, throw your kind of all your efforts and focus into that. Because like I say, the more that you show up for people in a certain place, the more they're going to come back and, and engage and show up for you. And, you know, you can always come back to to kind of Instagram and things like that in the future. But I do think that for a lot of like businesses who are just starting off, this is something they kind of maybe overcomplicate and try and just do all the things all at once. And then it's totally overwhelming and then we don't want to do anything. <laughs> I mean, that is something I guess that I'm doing differently with this. Well, I feel that I'm doing differently with this business than I did with my cake business. It's kind of thinking where my priorities are. So what's going to get me the best results instead of just doing everything? Let's try and focus on. And like, I'll be thinking about like now I'm thinking about, right, I need to fill my Easter workshops because they're a couple of weeks. My reading club is nearly full. So it's not that I'm going to abandon it, but maybe my focus now needs to change to my Easter clubs and, and start promoting that. So I'm trying to be a bit more, I suppose, tr- strategic is the word. Facebook groups can really help you with this because this is, I think, another thing. Like We want to create services that they're asking us for rather than the other way around because it's a million times easier to sell things that people are asking for than us sort of creating something that we assume people want. So this is why Facebook groups, I think, are a really good place to like build this community, build this audience trust, because then you can start reaching out to people and, and finding out sort of what it is that they're really looking for so yeah this i think would be really beneficial for your business like i say it's something to kind of start experimenting with i think because you've also already got a good following on your page it's not going to be difficult for you to kind of get this group off the ground and get people joining and going from there but yeah i highly recommend like i say the tips of getting the questions, finding out why people are joining, using that as kind of your language that you're using around customers' pain points and finding out about them, um, showcasing what you do and sort of building up this new supportive community around you. No, that's great. That's really helpful. Thanks. That's great. No problem. Thank you so much for being the first guest on my hot seat segment that I'm doing now on the podcast. And yeah, I look forward to hopefully maybe welcoming you back in the future for another session. Thank you so much. It's been brilliant. Thanks so much, Helen. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Love Mondays Club podcast. Don't forget to review and subscribe or share this episode with one of your business friends. For more information and support from today's episode, head over to the show notes at lovemondaysclub.co.uk. Have a great week and I'll see you next Monday.